On this episode of the Living Magically podcast, we are talking all things Ostara. the show. Um, I am Dee, your host, and this is episode seven. And today we are talking all about the upcoming holiday, Astara. So if you don't know, then there is a Wheel of the Year that is celebrated by pagans and Wiccans. And the Wheel of the Year is set into eight holidays. And the one that is coming up soon is called Ostara. There are quite a few similarities between Ostara and the Christian holiday of Easter. Um, Make of that what you will, but remember that Ostara was around before Easter in terms of factual history. So that is up to you to decide. So, I'm very excited. I love the Wheel of the Year and I love to celebrate the changing of the seasons and all that comes with it. So I'm very excited that it is soon going to be a Stara. Um, some of you, it might be your first one, for others, it might be something that you've always celebrated. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you are a seasoned celebrator of the Wheel of the Year or if this is all new to you so you are enjoying learning about it. But I thought I'd dedicate this episode to the lovely holiday. So we will be talking about what it is, what the correspondence for it is, you know, what it means in living a magical life how you can celebrate, what activities you can do, all of that kind of stuff. So get yourself a drink and take a seat and relax and get ready for hopefully an interesting little chat. So Astara is aligned with the spring equinox, which is one of only two days a year that we have an equal amount of day and night. Um, Because of that, it of course means that balance is really a very key theme um, in terms of Astara. Some other key themes that align well with Astara are fertility, because of course all the spring flowers are blooming and the animals are all reproducing and it's a very fertile time of year. So fertility is a key theme. Um, And other um, good choices of themes for Astara are growth, abundance, and creativity. I mean, with growth, you can see that each day the sun is getting that bit stronger and that and is around for that bit longer um, right up until Lipa. So it is, um, you know, and also the flowers have all been growing. So you can see where the theme of growth is coming from there. Um, abundance is, you know, you're, you're getting all of these lovely things happening. So you've got the sun getting 
longer the sunlight getting longer and stronger you've got the plants all blooming and and coming out and growing um, it is a very abundant time of year and creativity can be quite good at this time of year especially after you've had all that time in the dark and the cold it's now getting brighter and you're outside more and you're more able to get your creative um, ideas and things going so that is another good theme for the holiday now this year it is going to be the um, spring equinox on the 20th of March and that is when you can celebrate Astara now with it being a pagan holiday of course it's very fluid people can celebrate when they like some people are very rigid and they only want to celebrate on the particular day that aligns exactly halfway between um you know the um so it's exactly right in terms of the hours of the um sunlight and the darkness but other people are much more relaxed about it and they are happy to celebrate maybe even for a whole week you know it's up to you that's what i love about this um whole sort of spirituality is that it is up to you what you do you really do get to take control and you're not being dictated to and it's so freeing so personally for myself i am going to be celebrating and doing all my activities and magic and things that relate to astara on the friday the saturday and sunday because that is like a long weekend um and it gives me time to do those things and it, it will be covering that period of time that is astara and is spring equinox so i feel like i've covered all my bases but you are allowed to do whatever you like that is the great thing about um you know paganism really is that you are not being told you must do this and you must do this some people don't like that some people want to be told what to do and that's one of the reasons that i do my podcast because i'm not telling people what to do but i'm hoping to give people ideas so that when you if you feel like well, you don't really know what to do because you're new to it and you just like you wish somebody would just tell you what to do then hopefully my blog and my podcast gives people those ideas so that they can then start their own spiritual journey and then I might have started doing some stuff and celebrating and doing whatever they want to do you know rituals spells crafting whatever it is that they want to do in terms of their spiritual journey they'll then start to realize what they like and what they don't like and then they can make what you know make it their own that this is like a little jump start hopefully to inspire people to do you know to get them started because there's nothing worse than when you're starting something new and you've been we've all been kind of um brought up in a world where we are kind of told that you're meant to follow the rules and do as you're told and um you know you can only do certain things on certain days or you can only wear certain things at certain times and it's all been very structured so to break away from that and be told well you can do what you like can be quite a scary thing i guess so that is why i do what i do but anyway i digress as i always do so i'm going to go through um you know the general sort of um correspondence that relates to astara because i hope that you'll find that interesting and useful and then um, later um, in another segment I will talk more about ways that you can celebrate Astara as well so let's see in terms of the correspondence and the colors that um, Astara uh, is corresponds to 
yellow is a very um, a star of colour. It represents the extra sunlight that we'll be gaining each day. And in candle magic, it also represents communication, joy and inspiration. And of course, it's also the colour of the spring daffodils, which are a symbol of a star. Um, also violet, light blue, pink, green, silver and white are all a star colours. Um, it's all those sort of pastel colours that you would associate with spring and with the Christian holiday of Easter as well. So um, that does kind of make it in some ways quite good for us because it means that we can pinch some of the you know, decorations and things that are in the discount shops um, that are actually meant for Easter, but we can use them for our, altar, our altars and our own celebrations because the colours all match with, with what we're doing. So that's quite handy. So for crystals, we have Amphiest, Acmarine, Green Aventurin, Moonstone, and Rose Quartz. And I won't go into huge details about what those stones will represent because that's what I normally do in my uh, Chime Time segments. But I'll just give you a little, um, you know, like a break, a little summary of what these stones do. So the Amphiest is a protection crystal. It can draw out and absorb negative energy from you. And it's also known as sleep aid and can help relieve migraines. And it's perfect for helping you move forward and can enhance psychic abilities. Aquamarine, the name comes from its Latin origins, which translates to water of the sea. It's a great stress reliever and it's very good at helping rid you of anger and negative emotions. And it's also good for self-healing. The green aventurin is um, a green stone that has a naturally occurring flex or sparkles inside, which the ancient Greeks used to refer to as stars in the stone. Um, it's best known for bringing luck, money and success. Uh, green aventurin is also known for boosting confidence, energy and sparking the imagination. And it's said to carry the energy of spring and new life, which makes it absolutely perfect for a star. Moonstone is full of feminine energies and as such it's good for helping with female hormone issues, period pains and fertility. It's said to promote psychic abilities and enhance intuition. It's a relaxing stone that calms the mind, promotes hope and optimism and moonstone can help enhance your inner strength. And finally the rose quartz is a stone of all kinds of love romantic love, family love, friendship and self-love. It promotes emotional healing, helping those that have been hurt in the past to learn to trust again and improve self-esteem. And it's also said to aid fertility. So I think you can tell from those little brief descriptions how those stones do correspond so well with the holiday of Astara. So moving on to the herbs and incense. We have jasmine, lemongrass, ginger, rose, violet, strawberry, and clover. And I'll just do the same. I'll just give you a little, a little summary of each of those herbs. So for jasmine, we have um, jasmine is, has the ability to attract your soulmate, and actually jasmine is 
going to be discussed in much more detail a little later in the show because that is our chime time herb that we'll be discussing today. Um, but in terms of a quick summary, it also attracts money and friendship too, and it can also help with divination, dream work, and meditation. Lemongrass um, is a natural insect repellent, and it has calming effects that reduce stress. It aids communication and expels negative energy, making it great for helping resolve issues with families and friends. It can also cleanse the mind and heighten psychic abilities. Ginger is associated with personal energy, prosperity and love. It can also be used in spell work to speed up the results of a spell. Another great use for ginger is that it's said that drinking ginger in tea can fight fatigue. Rose um, is of course associated with love and romance and sex. However, they can also bring luck, enhance confidence and beauty, as well as make um, help to make dreams clearer. And they're also good for truth magic. And violet is great for protection, wisdom and love. It is good at dispelling hexes and can be used in wish spells, in divination and for good luck. Strawberries can be used for fertility, love and friendship spells. They bring good luck and vitality. And finally, clover is great for attracting wealth, luck and success. And it's also used for the blessing of pets. So there's some nice summaries there for all the um, herbs. I have to say, I'm showing my age here, but every time I see the word violet, it just reminds me of the um, quote from a very famous movie. Um, I'm going to say it, make myself sound silly by saying it, but if you know what I'm talking about, if you know the movie it's from, do let me know that I'm not the only crazy person, because as soon as I hear the word violet, all I think of is, Violet, you're turning violet, violet. Sorry, had to do that. It's just, <laughs> it's one of those little quirks I have. Whenever I hear that, I need to say that. So I apologize for that. Okay, flowers and trees. We have daffodils, tulips, crocus, and dogwood. So the daffodils represent fertility, new beginnings, and prosperity. They also correspond with self-love and friendship, although some believe them to represent vanity and unrequited love. Um, they must never be digested um, because they are a poisonous plant. I meant they must never be ingested, not digested, but then they shouldn't be digested either. So um, <laughs> tulips are often used in love spells as they can open the heart. They can build relationships and increase desires. They are associated with gratitude, beauty, prosperity and happiness. They're also linked with protection, dream work and fame. Crocuses symbolize love and new beginnings. Some believe that crocus incense can be used to help receive messages from the upper world when meditating. And finally, dogwood is a, is a tree. Um, it's been likened to actual dogs as it offers protection and it's very loyal. The wood can be made into amulets that protect you from things that you may not even be aware mean to harm you. Um, the powdered bark or flowers can be used to keep things secret. So you can sprinkle it onto your book of shadows to keep it private, for example. And uh, they're also links to fertility and love. In terms of food and drink for Astara, eggs are of course a very popular food for Astara because of course the egg 
represents life. Um, you know, that's why it's one of the main themes for Astara. Um, so good, any food that or meal that is predominantly made from eggs is a good choice. Um, ideas could be like quiches, deviled eggs, eggs benedict, um, milk products are also popular choices. And if you add milk to the eggs, then that gives room for many different cakes and baked goods. Honey is also a good Astara food, along with fish, salads, and anything that incorporates the herbs or fruits that I went through in the, just a moment ago for the um, correspondence. Interestingly, hot cross buns are also a suitable Astara food, um, as I've been reading about it, and many authors have attributed the cross to the Celtic cross and the four elements rather than the Christian cross. Um, so, because I, whenever I think of a hot cross bun, I think of the story of Christ on the cross. But apparently, um, a lot of authors have said that it, you can actually use it in your own celebrations as your Celtic cross and the four elements. So um, that was good to know because I do quite like a hot cross bun. Um, and then with the spell work, um, it's like I was talking about at the start of this segment with the different themes. So it's being um, it's spells that relate to things like balance, um, growth, fertility, creativity and abundance. So I hope that's been interesting. And that's kind of like the the basic correspondence um, for Astara. And I'm going to talk some more in a little bit about how you can actually celebrate Astara yourself. Of course, there's certain spells that you could do that align with those things. And there's activities that you can do if you would like to as part of your Astara celebrations. So I'll be talking about that some in a bit more depth um, in a little bit. But for now, um, I hope you enjoyed that segment. Okay, so I'm going to give your ears a break from all of my chatting and I'm going to play you a short music track. Now, for those of you that are new to the show, um, I play a music track each week. Most of the time it's quite calming, there's been a couple of times where it was more upbeat. But the reason that I try and go for a more calming music track is because it's all about mindfulness, relaxing yourself and opening up your mind to just be in the moment. So today is a very relaxing track. It is from purpleplanet.com and it's called Courage. So if you would like to close your eyes and it's safe to do so, then close your eyes, take some deep breaths and relax your body, open up your mind and see where the music takes you.
oh my god that was so relaxing I'm not, I nearly fell asleep at one point. Um, I don't know about you, but I really kind of, it, I was laying there and listening and then I just got these images of like waves crashing on the um, ocean, you know, on the beach, um, like the waves crashing against the rocks and stuff. And I felt like I was laying on the beach. I don't know why I got that kind of imagery um, from the music, but that's where my mind took me um uh, i'd love to know where your mind took you when you were listening to the music and also what your thoughts are on the music as well so please do get in touch because you know i'm always saying this but i really want to hear from you guys i want to know who you are out there i want to know what you like and what you don't like and what you enjoy and of course if you've got any questions at all then I'm happy to answer them. I could even do like a segment on the show where I go through some questions that I get from you guys. I'm happy to talk about anything about myself personally, um, the podcast or, you know, being a witch, magic, paganism, the whole shebang. So anything um, you want to ask, I'm happy to do my best to answer. And there's never a silly question. If you're thinking that, you know, you want to know something that there's more than likely a lot of other people thinking the same thing so be the brave one and get in touch um i promise you i don't bite um we can connect and i can find out more about what kind of people are out there listening to my show so that would be really really great okay so sometimes it can be hard to know what kind of activities to do um in terms of honoring the wheel of the year and celebrating the holidays that come with it so i have a few ideas um of course you can check out my blog um if you need to be reminded of any of this because i always write about all of this stuff as well um but i'm just going to go through the ideas that i have and um and then i'll talk about what exactly i'm going to be doing as well so the ideas I have for celebrating a star, of course, you can do anything you want. Like I've said before, um, there's no rules. It's do what you like. But these are the ideas that I've come up with. So um, I touched on this earlier. It's um, about baking with eggs. So I was talking about making a quiche or um, eggs benedict and, or um, egg salad, that kind of stuff. Um, you can also make like custard-based things as well. They're predominantly um egg based so it's about cooking the food with a lot um by using a lot of eggs as long as obviously you're not vegan um because that then you're incorporating the egg which is a big part of a stara um alternatively what you could do is you could make food that relates to eggs but doesn't necessarily have eggs in it so you know um like the chocolate easter nest that you used to make as a well i used to make as a child um and you put some mini eggs inside um, or you can make some mini egg cookies and that kind of stuff. So there are other ways of going about it. You might not particularly like the taste of egg or be able to eat egg. So you could go for like chocolate eggs and things instead to symbolize eggs. Um, another idea is that you can plant some seeds because of course, what better time is there than spring to plant flowers in your garden? Um, when I was talking on my blog um, about um, earlier Sabbaths on the will of the year, um, a lot of that was about um, planning your garden for the springtime. So if you did make some plans back then, then now is the perfect time to enact those plans 
but if it's um, you know not something that you've thought about before, then now is a great time to just go for it and enjoy yourself. If you're not um, you know a keen gardener or you've not gardened before, you don't have to plant you know a whole garden full of stuff. Or if you don't have a garden, you could just maybe do a window box, um, or maybe just plant some herbs and. and do that uh, inside you know there's ways and means of going about things so don't feel that you're put off by any limitations because there's always a way around these things so planting something um in terms of plant um seeds in, in terms of seeds i'm sorry i'm losing my train of thought planting something in terms of flowers or herbs or um you know food you might want to plant some tomatoes or something um i don't know what time of year you're meant to plant tomatoes, so don't quote me on that one, um, because gardening is something that I need to get into a bit more. I've never really done it before, but I'm, I'm since I've been living this new magical life, I do feel like I really want to get my hands in that earth and start actually growing my own food um, and being more sustainable. So um, that's something that I definitely need to look into. But like I said, this is a great time to do some kind of planting. Um, of course, you can decorate your altar with a star-themed items. And like I said earlier, you can use some of those Easter decorations that have been, um, you know, that being sold in the shops, if you like, because a lot of them relate to Asara. Eggs, pastel colours, um, you know, chicks and um, rabbits or hares. They're all uh, daffodils. They're all Asara um, symbols. So we can use some of those um, if you're not particularly crafty so you don't want to have to make your own decorations um or you don't have the time or resources then that can be a great way to get some nice things for your altar or just your home in general um if you are crafty and you've got that time and you've got the resources then you could make yourself all sorts of lovely things um and all those lovely pastel colors for a star so you'd you know just go wild with your imagination and see what you can create um, most important thing is, no matter how you decorate, you need to like it because this is your holiday and this is your path and your journey. So, you know, if you don't like pastel colours, obviously because they do relate to a star, I'll keep talking about those pastels. But if it, pastel colours are not your thing, you don't have to include those. You can just include, you know, black and white pictures of hairs and um, eggs, um, or you could do, um, you know, some ornaments of a hair or an egg. Um, or you could make up, you know, do your own egg painting, which I'll get to in a moment. So there's lots of things that you can do. You don't have to have pastel colours if that's something that you don't like. So always remember, when I tell you any of these things, I don't mean that you have to do them. Um, it's all optional and it's all what you want. It's your preference. So another um, good thing to do for a star would be to spring clean your home. We've all heard of that spring cleaning um, phrase. So Astara is a great time to air the house out, get rid of the cobwebs and the dust and stale air from having our homes closed up over those colder months and let that sunshine in. Um, and you could even smudge yourself as well to get rid of any negativity or anything. So that would be a great way to celebrate Astara. Another thing you could do is you could go to a zoo or a farm, um, yeah, anywhere with animals, um, because now is the time that there'll be lots of baby animals about. And a lot of places that you can go to, and um, particularly farms and places, they'll have like a petting area, and they sometimes even let you um, 
feed with bottles, feed the like lambs with some bottles of milk and stuff, which would be a very, very lovely experience, I'm sure. Um, and a great way to celebrate that fertility element of Astara. Um, you could do an Astara themed tarot spread. I write about those um, quite regularly for, I always think tarot spreads are quite good for any of the um, Sabbaths because there can always be questions that relate to those um, holidays that you know you're celebrating at that particular time. Um, so I have highlighted one that the Cracked Amphiest um, had blog has written about. Um, there's a link on my blog to get to that if you like, um, because it's simple enough for those that are new to tarot, but it's also given room for those that are more experienced. So I thought that was quite a good one. But if you just type in on Google or Pinterest, um, Asara, tarot spreads, you will come up with so many options. Or you can just make up your own one as well. So there's lots of opportunities there for an activity. Um, of course, decorating eggs. I mean, if you were brought up in a Christian family, then I'm sure, or went to a Christian school, I'm sure at some point you will have had to do some kind of egg decorating in your time um or if you've been always been pagan then you may have already decorated eggs for a star but it is a really good activity um because there's so much you can do with them you can paint them you can use marker pens you can perhaps dye them um and if you don't want to use you know um like synthetic dye you can use natural things to dye your eggs um, there's a lot of posts online if you look up um natural dyes um for easter or something like that i don't know um that kind of stuff you will get a lot of examples coming up of how you can use like carrots to make like an orange colored egg and you can use beetroot to get like a purple colored egg you know all different things so it's really worth having a look into and you can make some beautiful colors um all naturally for your eggs you can even decoupage your eggs um which is uh, quite a skill in itself um, and can be a lot of fun if, it's, you know, if you're into a lot of craft type things. Um, and also I was reading the other day that somebody had a great idea of draining out an egg. So you pop a pin in the top, um, pinhole in the top, pinhole in the bottom, plug through um, the egg to get rid of the contents. Um, it seems a bit wasteful, maybe you might do that if you were going to then use the eggs to cook something else that might be a better way of doing it um and then once you then you um, rinse out the eggs by you know putting water through the holes and then once you've got the clean eggs that are empty you then decorate them um you know however you want to you can dye them or paint them or use pens or what have you and what you do then is you get some um little pieces of paper and you write affirmations on them um, you know, positive things that are nice, nice statements, and you roll them up and you put them inside one inside each egg. You then use the eggs as a beautiful display um, for your Astara dinners or what have you. And then, as a little keepsake for people, you give them one of these eggs to take with them and tell them to smash the egg open. And then, when they smash it open, they find the piece of paper inside, and it's a bit like a fortune cookie, but it's been made into a Astara egg. And I thought that was a fantastic idea. And that's something that I'm thinking of doing this year as part of my Astara celebrations. So that is a great idea too. 
Um, you could do a fiend Astara um, guided meditation. Again, type on YouTube um, Astara fiend guided meditation, and there'll be lots to choose from. I did put a couple on my blog that I thought were particularly good on YouTube. I found one from the peculiar brunette. Um, she has a, like a trickling stream in the background, which I thought was very relaxing, and I thought she did a really good job of that. And I also liked one from a roaming yogi because her voice is just so relaxing. It was just really nice to listen to. So that was a couple of ideas that I had there. Um, as for all pagan celebrations, one of the easiest ways to celebrate is to just get outside and be with nature. Go for a walk and see what signs of spring you can spot. Has the landscape changed since last Sabbath when you went for a walk or what have you? You know, what sort of things can you spot? It's just a lovely way to celebrate, and especially if you have young children as well. Um, it's great to get outside, feel that sunshine and see how the um, landscape's changing. You could also make hot cross buns like I was talking about earlier. They are not just for Christians. They can be for us pagans too. So you could bake some hot cross buns. Um, or you could make some protection powder. So eggshells are ground down to make a powder and it's um, meant to have very good properties in protection. You can use it in your spells or you can even sprinkle it around the perimeter of your home for protection. And it's so simple. You just need some clean eggshells, just wash them and then just use a mortar and pestle to grind them up really finely and do it in a clockwise motion because that is um, to put positivity into it while you're doing it give it that intent about how it's going to protect everything that it touches and that makes a brilliant protection powder and of course it's nice and related to astara because you're using eggs to do it so i hope that you've enjoyed those ideas now of course you could also do some rituals or some magic spells as part of your astara celebrations too so on my blog, I do have a post where I've highlighted the uh, 11 best ideas that I found for a star of magic. Um, I'll just give you a brief um, sort of summary of what that is. And if you'd like more information, then just pop over to my blog. So I found that um, there was a post from the girls at Wickenau and they had an uplifting star ritual, which I thought sounded a really nice way to start the day. They do say in their posts that you don't have to do it um, you know, at sunrise because obviously not everybody will be able to. But I thought it would be a really nice way to start the day. And I am thinking about possibly including that in my Astara celebrations. So it involves using a decorated egg. You need some raw amphibious and it involves some candle magic and it's um quite a nice um sort of medium you know it's not simple simple but it's not really hard either it's kind of that mid-ground um type ritual which i thought was lovely um the website learn religion has an star ritual that involves candle magic and making an offering as well it's a beautiful way to give thanks to any deities that you honor um and so if you're into um working with deities then that would be a really nice ritual to do for a star Lavender Moon has a great Astara eggshell ritual. Um, it incorporates balancing the good things that you would like to see and the things that you would like to get rid of. So that could be a very useful um, ritual to do for Astara. 
Over at the Witch of Lupin Hollow, there is a great Astara candle spell for clarity and renewal. Uh, it uses just three candles with the options of adding in some essential oil and thyme. Um, it's a great spell for new witches because it's explained in such a detailed way. So I would definitely recommend that for anyone um, new to the craft. Then Emma over at the Electric Witchcraft website has an easy Astaria egg spell to manifest your desires. Um, you need to prep for that by making some sun water before you do the spell. So if that's something that you want to include in your celebrations, just make sure that you make some sun water if you haven't already got some. Uh, a green witch from Three Pagans and a Cat has a candle spell which is designed for Astara and the spell calls on the four elements to give it some extra power. Um, if you're somebody who's been following the show um, since the start, you will have known I've talked a lot about those four elements. Um, I did a show on each one. So um, that is something that incorporates those elements as well. And then Willow from Flying the Hedge has a great egg prosperity spell. I'm actually a huge fan of Willow. Um, I think she really knows what she's talking about and gives some really good explanations about why certain items are being used, which I really love. So um, I am a big fan of, uh, of Willow from the Flying, Flying the Hedge. Um, something a bit different over on the Krista Mitchell blog. She has a You Are a God slash goddess mini equinox ritual um, the ritual is all about celebrating yourself and giving yourself love and praise which i think is always a good thing to do so that might be something that you might like to do as part of your celebrations and then the guys at white magic alchemy have a very simple astara ritual for manifesting new desires it only needs two candles and something that is growing from the earth like a plant or a tree so that is a lovely and simple and also cheap if you haven't got many resources available to you and then heading back over to the witch of lupin hollow i found another um, good ritual that i thought was um you know should be included in my post and it's called um a spring equinox ritual for balance and it's a little ritual that uses just a few plants, pots, and some pens and paper. And I thought that was really nice and needed to be included in my roundup. And then finally, Zend Out has a balance ritual that uses two candles and some optional moss agate. So another nice, simple way to gain more balance in your life and celebrate the spring equinox. So that is 11 magical ideas that you might like to include in your Astara celebrations. Like I said before, if you would like more information, just pop over to my blog, read the blog post there, and you'll have all your links to those websites that I've just been talking about, um, so that you can plan them into your activities. Um, or you might want to do something completely different. And as I always say, it's all optional, and it's all up to you, and it's all your decision. But I hope you've enjoyed those ideas on how to celebrate Astara. And today we are talking about jasmine, which is one of the Astara um, herbs. So the jasmine flower is um, a water element and the planet it corresponds with is the moon. 
and the star sign it corresponds with is Cancer. Um, the jasmine flower is, it comes in over 200 different um, species um, of jasmine flower. So obviously there's a lot of different variants that you could um, be using. Now, I found it a bit strange because a lot of the information I was reading was saying that the jasmine flower only blooms open, like the petals only open um, at night when um, under moonlight. And that's why it corresponds so well with the moon. Um, however, in further reading and research, I found a lot of garden, um, like very reliable gardening sources, were saying that the flower that blooms at night is actually called a night blooming jasmine and it's technically not actually jasmine it's something that's similar to jasmine i can't remember um exactly how you pronounce it um but it said it wasn't actually a jasmine plant it was just a similar species um even though it's still called the night blooming jasmine so I was getting myself a little bit confused because I'm not the most um, knowledgeable when it comes to gardening and plants and things. But what I did find out is that you can get, obviously you can have fresh jasmine flowers, but more commonly used in um, witchcraft is dried flowers and petals um, or jasmine oil. Um, it's associated with um, love, money, lunar magic, divination, and dreams. Um, one of the reasons that it's associated with money is because many years ago, um, only those who were very rich and of good standing would be able to afford the jasmine oils or perfumes um, because they are very jasmine is very hard to make um into a oil or for perfumes or um for essential oils and things because it takes um a extremely large amount of jasmine flowers to make a very small amount of jasmine oils um and there's a lot of um things that can you know um make the even more difficult if there's been if the plant has been bruised for example then it will produce less oil um so therefore it costs a lot of money um to make a small amount of um jasmine oil so um today nowadays most jasmine essential oils are actually highly diluted um, or even manufactured completely in a laboratory and not actually, you know, they're synthetic, they're not actual real jasmine oils at all um, because that saves money, which is a shame. However, I did read that the essential oils that are made in a laboratory um, are still, um, have a lot of the property properties that the actual jasmine oil would have because it's so similar in um you know in, in its chemical makeup sort of thing so because of though of, because of its history of being an expensive a luxury um item it has um a lot of 
um, correspondence with being um, money, prosperity, and that type of um, work. So you can anoint candles with jasmine oil to strengthen prosperity spells. And you can use jasmine in um, you know, different prosperity spells as well. In terms of love, it is said that it attracts your soulmate. So it's not just attracting, you know, anybody for, um, you know, a, a small fling or what have you. It's if you use it in a love spell, it will not, it will actually attract the person that you're spiritually connected to, who's your soulmate. Um, and there are a lot of um, love spells that use jasmine and it's often used in spell bags or spell jars for love magic. Um, the scent of the jasmine plant can help with anxiety and depression. So simply adding a few drops of jasmine oil to your bath um, can relax you and lift your spirits. Um, of course, being uh, mindful of whether you are able to use essential oils such as jasmine oil in your bath water because obviously I wouldn't want anyone to come out in any rashes or anything, um, particularly if you've got very sensitive skin. Um, I was saying earlier that it's also linked to um, divination and dreams um, and one of the ways that I read about that was that if you put burn jasmine flowers or incense at night in the room where you're going to sleep before bed, then it can induce um, prophetic dreams. So that would be, you know, dreams that you will wake up and remember, and that might be, you know, give you, they might, might receive messages in those dreams, the important things. Um, you can add a jasmine flower to a locket or a spell bag that is carried with you, and it's said to inspire and inner beauty in you and of course I was mentioned earlier about um, the confusion with the flowering at night and being linked to the moon or whether it flowers at night or not I cannot confirm that but I can confirm that it does um, have a correspondence of the moon and it is meant to be very good at lunar magic um, and all of that type of thing. Um, another thing that um, is particularly uh, in history, um, in terms of history, it has been used a lot in by the Chinese in teas, where they would um, dry their white or green tea leaves um, on a, like a bed of jasmine, and then also, then um, once it's dry, leave it with the jasmine um, for quite a long time, um, so that it would have the jasmine scent when they were drinking the tea, and that is meant to also um, help meditation and induce trances and things like that. Um, but obviously, be very careful if you were to do um, some type of jasmine-infused tea, because you need to consult medical advice and things. I am not a doctor. I read that it's safe to do so, but I might have read it just because I read it doesn't mean it's true. So please consult proper medical um, advice before ingesting any herbs um, 
or other things that um, you know are to do with witchcraft. So I hope that you found this um, edition of Chime Time interesting and that you feel that you now know a bit more about using jasmine in your craft um, and I look forward to doing another Chime Time next episode. And that brings us to the end of today's show. So thank you so, so much for listening to the Living Magically podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then please do show your support by subscribing and sharing on social media. If you want to get in touch, just pop on over to my blog, dsworldofwicca.co.uk, where you will find all of my social links. Also, you can leave me a voice message, which could even appear on the next episode. I always love to hear from you, so make sure that you do get in touch. I hope you have a brilliant week, and I'll speak soon. Blessed be.